This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, no Mets game on a Monday night. They have played just one of the last four days now with a couple of rainouts and the scheduled off day. So what do we do on a Tuesday? We roll out a couple interviews designed to let you better know the Mets. Two unsung heroes from out of the bullpen, Drew Smith and Chasen Shreve. Adele told us about chasing pavements. The Wanted was chasing the sun. TLC told us not to go chasing waterfalls, but no one put up any restrictions about chasing Shreve. So let's do it. We got interviews coming up next. Mets in the morning. Mets in the morning. Oh, yeah. Mets in the morning. Gonna tell you what the Mets are doing while coffee is brewing now. Here's Josh Two relievers, no waiting. Josh Lewin with you, and here's the deal. Back in the spring training, I knew there would be scheduled off days. This was not a surprise. They put out a schedule, and in the podcast game, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do to amuse you people when there's no game to actually report on? How about we talk to a bunch of the players, try to get inside their brains a little bit, just kind of open it up, Talk very little baseball, if any, and just do kind of a a get-to-know-you. That's what we're going to do right here. We're going to do it with two members of the bullpen, starting with Drew Smith, the 28-year-old right-handed Texan. And the secret behind his success so far this year just might be common sense. If one of his pitches is generating a much higher percentage of swing and miss, now he should probably keep improving it and throwing it more. So that's how he approached the offseason. He came in with a fully weaponized changeup in spring training. That's been a great pitch. The slider has been ridiculous. And, and by the way, the regular fastball uh, spin rate is 94th percentile, which is great. But the slider, which used to be a cutter, now it's a slider. Opponent started 1 for 19 with 11 strikeouts against that pitch this year. So uh, I remember in, in spring training a few years ago when we first saw him, how sharp he looked, and Ron Darling on the air said his motion reminded him of Jake Arrieta, uh, the deception, the stuff, the confidence to compete. This is a good dude. Uh, Fort Worth, Texas suburb of Crowley is where he's from. You're going to hear all about it coming up in our interview with Drew Smith. Let's go. Crowley, Texas? Yes, sir. Yep. yep. All right, tell me about Crowley, Texas. Uh, very, very small town in Texas. I, when I was growing up there, there was about 7,000 people. Uh, not a lot to do. <laughs> very, if you imagine your typical small Texas town, that's that's about it. I grew up uh, outside the city limits, and I uh, wouldn't change it for anything. It was great. It was a great upbringing. Had a great family, great town. Uh, it was wonderful. The family, uh, why Crowley? I mean, generations and generations here or no? Uh, no, no, not at all. My, uh, my dad was from Indianapolis, actually. My mom was from Azle, Texas, which is about 45 minutes west of, of Crowley, uh, northwest of Crowley. So they, uh, they were newly married, looking for a cheap house and found one in Crowley. So that's, that's where they settled, and uh, it was great. I loved it. Give me the, uh, I know it's very TMZ, but give me the meet-cute story for the parents. How long were they uh, dating and whatnot before they were together? Uh, my, da- my dad moved down from Indianapolis, and they, uh, I think they met at church, actually. Okay. 
Um, started dating shortly, shortly after that. Maybe maybe dated for I think a year and a half, and then got engaged. And I think they're about twenty six, twenty five, twenty six when they got married. Okay. So and were you the first? I was the second. Second. I have an older brother. He's thirty. Okay. So. Tell me about bro. Uh, we are the complete opposite. Like we could not be more opposite. But it works. It works well. He he loves music. He is, does not really care for uh, sports as much. He played tennis in high school, but I was more the the sports guy. Um, he uh, he went to seminary school. He I mean he, he plays. I mean the dude plays probably seven instruments. So, really? Wow. Yeah. So wow. he's he's more like my mom, and I'm more like my dad. So. Okay, that's fair enough. So is he in Texas now too, or where? He is. Yeah, he's actually living at my house. Right now, so yeah, he's keeping it clean. I hope. I I hope so. I'm gonna have to check in on that, but (laughs) I'm gonna send my dad over there to see. But uh, he's he's living there. He's uh, working at a. He's the director of operations at a coffee shop while he's finishing his seminary school. Uh, and I'm letting him stay with me just to, to hang out and help me out and, and save a little money for him, too, so it works out for both of us. Nice. Yeah. So when you're growing up, and because you're into sports, it was an every Dallas team, or did you go off the grid a little bit? No, every Dallas team. Lo- diehard Texas Rangers fan. Uh, 2011 still haunts me to this yeah. day, yeah. as I'm sure you too. <laughs> you don't believe it, yeah. yeah. Uh, big-time Mavericks fan. I uh, wasn't huge in, in hockey growing up, but I, I have been the last probably five years, so now I'm a big star. Fan. Let me hit you up on maps because if I remember right, you mentioned 2011. That was oh, a that, pretty good year. That was a good year. That was a good year for the Mavs. It could have been a, a great year for just the whole state of Texas in general, but uh, Rangers kind of ruined that. But that's okay. Not, not that you haven't gotten over. Not it that, that I haven't gotten over. And I can't. I can't claim to be a Rangers fan anymore because because uh, somebody else signs my checks. So that's a, that's okay too. When, when you still see Nelson Cruz playing, for example, uh, and, and I mean I don't mean to even go there because of the you know he was in right field obviously when the ball got over his head, but you love Nelson Cruz anyway. I'm I love Nelson Cruz, and I hope if I face him this year that, that he hears this and remembers that I, I still love him. So It's kind of crazy that he's still playing, and, and now that he's in the division, you're you're going to see him. Yep. I uh, I think I was I was 17 when I watched yeah. was watching that game, yeah. so 11 years later, and, and I have a chance to, to pitch against him is crazy, and it's a testament to how long he's been around and how well he's done, so I'm looking forward to it. When you uh, started chasing your baseball dream, were you thinking about going away to school or was it were you all the time going to try to stay local i honestly was just looking for anybody that wanted me take a chance yeah because yeah, uh, i only had one division one offer it was dallas baptist the school i went to i uh, had a couple other schools talk to me but but they just never offered and um, a couple d2 schools a couple juco's so I, I was really just looking for a team that would give me a chance and and luckily, DBU was uh, not only a, a good baseball program, but but they wanted me, and they were the first first team to offer me a, a pretty good scholarship. So uh, I, I contribute a lot to to where I am now to that school. My development there was was unbelievable, and they, they've done it for a lot of guys throughout the years. Second reliever has come through here. It says great things about DBU. Vic Black uh, before you. How many of those? Is it a kind of a fraternity? Do all you DBU guys kind of know each other and stick together? Absolutely. Uh, we have a, actually. A really good group of guys who still go back there in the offseason and work out. I got drafted 
uh, seven years ago now, and every offseason, that's where I go to train and throw and do my bullpens and work out, and I would say at, at the height of the offseason, we have about 10 to 12 pro guys who, we have our own little group in the mornings, we go and we work out together, and it is, it's like a little fraternity, and, and we all love it. All right, so last one on Dallas before I stop wearing you out. We haven't talked Cowboys even a little, but uh, how frustrating is it being a Cowboys fan these days? Uh, it's it's uh, it's very frustrating. Unfortunately, I wasn't even I was alive, but I don't remember the glory days of the '90s. So all I've known is is pain and it's suffering heartbreak, yeah. and heartbreak, uh, and that's what I've come to expect. So unfortunately, uh, hopefully that changes in the next couple years. But um, I still I'm still a diehard fan. I always will be, and and I, I get a lot of a lot of heck from it from New York fans. And I'm sure. I used to have a, a bio on my Twitter. It was a it was a picture of. Tony Romo, Dez, and Jason Witten, and everybody. When I got called up, they're like, "Change your, change your Twitter photo." <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I left it for a few years. But you got to be true to where you're from. I ab- get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So last one for you, uh, and this is way down the line because you got 10, 15 more good years of pitching. I'm sure in you. What What happens when that's over? What, what's like when you're in your 40s and on the other side of all this? What do you think you're doing? I've thought about it a little bit, but uh, I try to. I try to just focus on baseball right now and and like you said pitch so I'm 40 would be great and then hopefully after that I can just do what I want to do and not what I what yeah. you know get a job that I enjoy doing and, and that would be probably either coaching or I'm, I really like uh, strength and conditioning and training and I love I love DBU I wouldn't mind working there at some point in my life so uh, I got a couple options I could give lessons I've thought about uh, a facility at some point in my future later down the line opening one of those so uh, but right now it's it's still all about baseball. So. If it is just blissful retirement, which would be a nice thing, what does that look like? Like, what's the perfect just time? Is it golf? Is it vacations? What is it? It's uh, a lot of golf, uh, maybe a couple of vacations, but more so I, I want to find a nice nice uh, lot of land out in Texas somewhere, build a build a nice house, and and uh, just live on that for, for the rest of my life. So that sounds great to me. Go get it, baby. Chase that dream. Thank you, bud. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, good stuff with a good dude, Drew Smith. On we go to interview number two after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chasen Shreve, 31-year-old lefty who gets out lefties and righties. This is his second stint as a Met. You, you didn't cheer for him in person unless you were a cardboard cutout back in 2020. So he was kind of a stealth Met. He went to the Pirates for last year. Back he comes this year. Lefties were two for 32 against him when he was a Met in 2020. A lot of that is a splitter. 
and he really only throws it because he can't throw a changeup, he says. Uh, there was a guy a generation ago who was very much like that. Chuck Finley was a rare lefty with a splitter. Most of the time, it's a righty with a splitter. Bruce Suter made that a Hall of Fame pitch for himself, uh, just kind of sculpted a fork ball into something slightly different. But you're going to hear from Jason Shreve, who played his college ball at the College of Southern Nevada with Bryce Harper, of all people. And, uh, hey, if you can't be Drew Smith, you got to be Shreve. Here we go. Sorry, the chat with him from back in Fort St. Lucie. Let's get the backstory. Let's go back to when you were a tiny little kid. Okay. And the very first time you thought baseball was like a really cool thing. Oh, man. Um, I think I was actually, I wasn't playing baseball at the time. I was at my brother's game. And me and my best friend were just messing around on the side. And I was pitching to him. And the coach came up to me and asked me if I wanted to play. So then I ended up trying out. And that's actually how I got into baseball. That's kind of amazing. Like, you didn't yeah. like, scope it out. It found you almost. No, yeah, kind of. Because I was, I was skateboarding at the time. When I was little, I used to skateboard. So, yeah. Um, I always enjoyed it. But, like, I just I was really good at skateboarding. So, I skateboarded. And then, yeah, I just got into baseball that way. That was probably two or three years before high school. And then just went to high school. And then didn't make varsity until my junior year. Then signed at CSN so I was on 90 as a lefty okay uh, CSN is a Juco in Vegas right um, made the starting rotation my freshman year which was awesome I was the only freshman to make the rotation had a great year when like 8-0 with like a 3 ERA something like that wow then I got hurt my sophomore year but still got drafted I just had like a shoulder impingement nothing crazy I think I drafted the Braves in the 11th round and took it um Went to Danville, Virginia, my first Which year. Which is a long way from Vegas in yeah. so many ways. Right? Yeah, yeah. Was that culture shock? I mean, how did you, you deal with that? It was interesting, yeah. I don't think it was necessarily a culture shock, but it was definitely a different way of living for sure because we had, I mean, you know, you don't make any money. So it's like we had a, a two-bedroom with six people in it. Two, two, five people <laughs> five in people, it. So okay. we had five people in it. Um, yeah, and then um, really struggled when I got to double A. Um, in 2013 got sent down to high that year was just not so wasn't doing great um, wasn't missing barrels wasn't striking anybody out but like wasn't getting hit hard or anything like that mm-hmm. but just I remember so then 2014 comes around and I go back to double A and my first two weeks maybe we're in Jackson Tennessee and I give up I think I gave up like seven hits in an inning and a third and like four didn't leave the infield grass. Like really? Just again, like just not missing barrels, like just giving up base hits. And but it looked ugly on the stats. Yeah, yeah, just, just you know. So then I went to my pitching coach. I was like, what do I need to do to like get better? And he laughed. And he was like, I really don't, I don't know. Because like you locate your fastball, you got a good out pitch. Like I just don't, I don't know. And I was like, well, I could throw harder if, if you want me to. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I got to backtrack a little bit, but. I think the first year in, in Braves camp, Tim Hudson came and talked to us. Or maybe it was Tom Glavin. Now I can't remember. It's been so somebody long. who's not throwing yeah, 100. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they're like, basically, the moral of the story was to locate your fastball, then throw hard. Like, right, that's better. job right, A, right, not right, you, right. right. So then the, that, that spring training, I think it might have been 2011, I went out there and just was like, all right, let me locate my fastball. I was usually like, 89, 91 anyway, so mm-hmm. I was like 88, 87, 88, so I was like, ah, I didn't lose that much, and I was locating really well. And I went to high that year and had like a 1-4, like just did really, really well. Um, 
And then just once I got the double, I hit a roadblock with it, and it just wasn't it wasn't working. So then I was like, yeah, I could throw harder, if, you know, if you if you want. So we threw a bullpen like the next day. And he told me if you want to pitch in the big leagues, you have to be able to throw in into a righty glove side. So he, he's like, just throw five as hard as you want, or as hard as you can to the inside part of the plate to a righty. And I just threw five and I just dotted every single one. Wow. And he was like, well, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So then the next outing, I uh, <laughs> went from like 80. Well, and, and the longer I went to just try to locate the the every year, I got like a little bit. So I was like 86, 88 right. at this point. And my first outing, I was 91-94, and I think I struck out two. And then the next outing after that, I was 92-95 and, like, struck out another two. And then two months, three months later, I was in the big leagues. That's crazy. Uh, had 100 strikeouts that year between the minor leagues and the big leagues and got traded to the Yankees after that and was there for till 2018 until I got traded to the deadline. Uh, loved it there. It was great. I have a lot of friends that still are over there. Um, then I got traded to the Cardinals and didn't go great over there. I, I, I pitched well, but I don't know what happened. And I got DFA'd and spent all year in AAA in 19. And then 20, I was here. Right. And then, and then COVID, so then nobody COVID. really knew what was going right, on. Right, right. Uh, loved it here. And then I sadly couldn't come back. And then Pirates last year, I loved it. It was great. Met a bunch of great people and pitched well. And now I'm back. So uh, I, I want to pick up on that thread, if you don't mind, yeah. Jason, because the... Pirates experience, and I'm so glad you can like glean positives from wherever you are, but, right? right yeah. Because it was a losing season, I get it, but you yeah. found a way to enjoy it. In a way, though, are you kind of feeling like, well, wait a minute, I went from that, where they're spending $33 million this year, right. to this thing here, where they're going right. to spend, what, seven, eight, nine times that. Right. So do you look around like, okay, I'd like to get some jewelry before I'm done with this game. This is a good shot. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that was, when I walked in, I was you know, Scherzer, DeGrom, Bass. I'm like, once we get the playoffs, like, it's going to be really hard to beat those three guys, yeah. you know? So, like, it, it's it's very, very exciting. And, uh, I mean, that's just that's just our starting rotation. Then we got Sugar in our pen and Trevor May and, like, all these guys. And then we got some, some great hitters that are – it's just going to be a fun season. And, like I said, I had fun in 2020, and I just hope we can, we can roll and, and do some fun things here. So just as you were leaving Las Vegas to go be a professional baseball player, the Mets actually came to you because the affiliation, right. AAA, right, at Cashman Field. So you guys kind of passed in the night a little bit. Right. But tell me about the, the Vegas baseball scene in general. I, I mean, people know Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. and, of course, you know him very well. I'm going to ask you about right. that. But uh, are, are you surprised that it doesn't get more attention because we hear about you know everybody in Atlanta and everybody in Houston. Those are the hotbeds. Right. Vegas is a freaking hotbed. Yeah, uh, it was it was really weird. I don't know about it lately because you know I'm never really there, and right. I don't I just don't hear about people in college and stuff like that anymore. But um, yeah, when I was in high school, I mean, basically from like classes from like 2005 to 2010 were just pumping out baseball players. I mean. Uh, yeah, me and Bryce played in college together uh, at CSN, and me and Chris Bryant were on the same high school team. Bonanza high, Bonanza, right? Bonanza, yep. Yeah. And then uh, we played Gorman, who had you know Joey Gallo and uh, Joey Rickard, who's made it to the big leagues, and uh, Johnny Fields, who's made it to the big leagues. And then we played, that, this is just in our division, and then we played Sierra Vista, who had Nick Kingham, who made it to the big leagues, Jake Hager, who was here last year, who made it to the big leagues. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple. Chris Carter went to Sierra Vista. So like, wow. yeah, just just that five year period, we had 
Uh, Paul Seawald was with Corman, who's was here and now just had a great year last Seattle, year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it was, it's crazy, and I just think I like to think that we were just all very good and just helped each other even get that much better because we were just playing like my junior year. I pitched against Gorman two times in one week, and we ended up beating them both times, and they were number one in the nation that year. Wow! So it was like, yeah, it was, it's just a yeah. Everybody just beat up on each other. We were all really good. So what what's something about Bryce that we don't know? He's kind of uh, shy. Look, yeah, we wouldn't think that. Yeah, like the way he is on the field, it's uh, he's intense and all that stuff. And um, I wouldn't say shy is the right word, but he keeps his circle close. You know, like he doesn't he doesn't hang out with a lot of people. You won't see him out a lot. He's just kind of like an introvert, and likes to enjoy he's his family. He's not clubbing. He's not. Oh yeah, no way. Yeah, uh, just likes to enjoy his family and friends. Yeah. So the last one for you, I need to hop back to your skateboarding prowess okay. because yeah. that's something that is actually kind of really impressive. What's the the worst you ever got hurt doing that? Because I've seen YouTube enough YouTube videos right. of people. Right. wiping out did you just completely eat it ever um yeah i mean that just comes with the sport for sure yeah i broke my uh my right wrist when i was like nine or ten from just trying to do a kickflip off some stairs okay. uh, but that was probably the worst i that i ever got from it nothing nothing crazy a lot of little nicks and cuts yeah right right yeah. Um, a lot of scrapes and stuff like no that. no concussions though oh this thing right here is still yeah, this is still from that scar is still from skateboarding so just, yeah just to let people know yeah. on, on your right kind of elbow ish i guess right, right? Yeah. um so yeah, nothing crazy bad. Like I never had to go to the hospital, or I guess the broken arm was hospital, but yeah, no. nothing terrible. Well, I'm glad I you got, made I it got through. Lucky, yeah. yeah, right on. Hey, continued success, brother. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Big time thank yous to both Chase and Shreve and Drew Smith. Hopefully, you feel like you know them each a little bit better now. That's what this is all about. Mets back in action though tonight. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast programming tomorrow. We will have the full results and breakdown of Game One of the series with the Nationals. A 7.05 first pitch in D.C. this evening. Until then, this is Josh Lewin inviting you to give it up for our Mets in the Morning House Band. You don't think they take a day off, right? I mean, obviously, we still have music. We still have musicians. The keyboard player, Nick Evans. Slapping the bass, Chuck McElroy. The horn section, Manny Acosta. And the drummer, Would you believe that was Todd Pratt? Yeah, seriously. I mean, as far as you know. This is Josh Lewin. This is Mets in the Morning. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.